from the theme, you've been given power and authority over the enemy. You have been given power and authority over the enemy. Our text is the first nine verses in the ninth chapter of the book of Luke. And we find these words recorded. And I'm reading from the Sephiroth. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God, the Yahuwah, to, and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, take nothing for your journey, neither stage nor strip, neither bread, nor neither money, nor have two coats apiece. And whatsoever house ye enter into, thereby fence depart. And whosoever will not receive you, when ye go out of that city, shake off the very dust from your feet for a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Ketarch heard of all that was done by him and was perplexed because it was said of some that John had risen from the dead and of some that Elijah had appeared and of others that one of the old prophets had risen again. And Harold said, John I have beheaded, but who is this of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. And we find in this particular scripture that he gave power. There's a noun there, power, the force, the strength, the might, the strength of mind, the moral qualities of a person, the inner strength that comes from God and God only. Amen. Power is the ability to do something or to act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. It is the ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Timothy 1 and 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. God has given you power. In 1 Peter, we find in the 5th chapter, verses 8 and 9, he says, Be sober and alert. Your enemy, the devil, like a roaring lion, is on the prowl looking for someone to devour. He says, Resist him. Stand fast in your faith. Because you know that your brothers and sisters go through the same things from the world that you yourself are suffering. And he tells us there, the Greek word for the word power is the word deutimus. And that word means to be capable of doing what God instructs you to do. It is having the potency, the force to carry out your God-given assignment which is from the Holy Spirit working within you and through you. Luke tells us in the 10th chapter and verse 19, these words, Behold, I have given you authority, not only power, but authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all of the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Then he tells us that God gave authority. 
He gave power, but he also gave authority. Authority is the jurisdiction. It is the command. It is the power or the right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience among the people. He had absolute authority over his subordinates. If you want to know what that means, when God gives authority, he says, I've given you complete control over those that I send you out to minister to or to witness to. I give you power and I give you authority to go forward and to carry forth those things that I've asked you to do. Authority, the spiritual power or the spiritual authority to operate in the spiritual as well as in the physical. Matthew tells us in the 28th chapter, verses 18 and 19, Christ said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Therefore, he says, go and make disciples of all nations. Christ shared the authority that the Father gave unto him with all of the believers and all of those disciples who followed him. And not only did he share it, he gave them specific instructions and told them what to do. Ephesians tells us in the second chapter in verse number six, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Yeshua, our Savior, because all things were created for and by him. He tells us in Colossians these words in the first chapter in the 16th verse, for by him all things were created, things in heaven and things in earth, visible and invisible, whether they are thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all were created by and for Christ, our Lord and Savior. So he created both the physical and the spiritual realm, and he has given you and I power to operate in both. Now, preacher, why do we need power to operate in the spiritual and the physical as believers and Christians in our Lord and Savior? The Bible tells us and shares with us in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 12, these words. Our struggles is not against flesh and blood. That's why we need spiritual power and authority. But against the rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. See, the devil will fight what God is trying to do in your life in the spiritual realms. Remember the story of Daniel. Daniel prayed and asked God to assist him. And it took uh, several days, about 20 days or 21 days before he got the answer because the devil had sent those demonic forces to fight the prayer that he had been sending up. And it interfered with his answer to the prayer he had been praying. And, and the angel told him, you would have gotten the prayer sooner. But the enemy in the heavenly, in the heavenly realm began to attack and to fight against the prayer. And it delayed it. And he sent Michael to war against Satan's forces in order to get the prayer to you. So sometime when we pray and we believe God, even though we haven't got the answer, we have to keep praying and keep trusting and keep believing him for deliverance and for victory because the adversary, the enemy, is at work fighting, seeking whom he may devour and trying to take you out. The evil forces of the spiritual uh, heavenly realms. It takes the spiritual power and the spiritual authority, not aggressive physical authority, but spiritual authority 
to deal with spiritual forces and evil powers that work against us. The spiritual authority we have is full divine power to demolish the strongholds, to come up against sicknesses and diseases and demonic forces, to come up against the spirits of oppression and depression, spirits of bipolar and schizophrenia and all other diseases that attack the mind of God's people. He said, I give you power over the serpent to trample the enemy and everything that he may bring up against you. You have power. All you've got to do is use the name of Christ Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, our Savior. He said, there is power in that name. And when we use that name, demons tremble and they break their strongholds and release your mind. So that you can worship and praise God and come to him and believe him for your deliverance and for your victory. He goes on and says, the devil is busy seeking whom he may devour. But Christ has given you power over Satan. All you got to do is speak the word. See, there's life in the word. And when you speak the word, you will find deliverance and victory. The writer tells us in 1 Corinthians 10 and for these words... For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Many people get angry and they want to fight you in the physical, but that's not how you fight as a child of God. You have to get down on your knees and call out to the Father. And then you have to bind forces of darkness and demonic powers and spiritual wickedness fighting against your family and fighting against your children. And you keep praying and you keep praying and you keep believing and you keep praying. And one Sunday they walk in church. One Sunday they come again and they come again and they keep coming and you keep going. You know, we're small numbers, but every now and then we see new faces Amen. and those faces going eventually get enough word that they're going to keep coming. And that's how you deal with the enemy on your knees through prayer and rebuking Satan. Because The Bible said, Satan, the Lord rebukes you. And we stand on the word of God and rebuke the enemy. And when we rebuke the enemy, the power of God manifests and come forth in our lives. He said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. These scriptures let us know why it is important to stay connected to Christ who is our vine. He said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you can stay connected to me, I will lead, guide, and direct your life and give you liberty and give you victory over everything that the enemy may try to bring up against you. See, the devil wants to attack, but God says, I have given you authority to bind his power. I have given you power over him. Trample the serpent and scorpions and all of the attacks of the enemy. See, we know the enemy is Satan. See, it's not the person that's fighting you. It's the devil working through them. So you just say, Satan, I bind your power in whoever. In the name of Jesus Christ. And when you bind that power, guess what? He has to flee. I rebuke you and cast you out in Christ's mighty name. And the devil has to flee. After a while, they'll be muzzled. Trying to say something. But God has muzzled that enemy. So they can't say anything. They have to just go ahead and leave the area. Leave the atmosphere because the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit is so strong. They can't survive. They can't stand. You want to see a person leave? Let the anointing start flowing in the worship service and them devils will get out. 
They're not going to stay around that anointing because it's, it's too hot, too much to handle. They're not living a good enough life. <laughs> so when the anointing is flowing and the power is present, they will get up and leave. Now, I've had enough. I got to go now. It's getting hot up in here. And it ain't from the heat either. It's from the presence and the power of God moving and working in their lives. In our text this morning, the writer tells us, Christ called his 12 disciples together and he gave them dudamus, the power, and he gave them the authority over devils to cure all diseases. Then he sends them out to minister, to preach, and to share the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He said, talk about the kingdom. Where is the kingdom? The kingdom is within you. What is in the kingdom? The power, the presence, and the word of God is found in the kingdom. The word of God is nigh thee, even in thy mouth, the word of God tells us. He said, when you talk about God's kingdom and the power and the presence of God, those demons will break their hold. They have to come out. They can't stay there because the word of God feeds the spirit man and the spirit becomes stronger and stronger and as he's growing in strength and as he's becoming stronger and stronger there is no place that the enemy can hide away from the almighty away from Yahuwah away, away from Elohim away from the mighty God the I am that I am the everlasting father the son the prince of peace the lord of lords and the king of kings the enemy cannot hide from Christ he cannot hide from God. He has to come forth. He has to come out. So you say, devil, I command you to come out in the name of Jesus. After a while, he may shake and flutter. He may throw somebody, and after a while, he'll come out. Remember the man that he had all these devils and demons in him. And the enemy was inside of him, tormenting him. And Christ looked at the man. He's about to throw him in the fire. And Christ looked at him and said, Satan, come out. He threw the man down, but he left. That's the kind of power that God has given to the church. See, people say God did away with the law. God, we only have the new covenant now. When did he do away with the law? Find the book that says he did away with the law in this scripture. He came to fulfill the law. He didn't do away with it. He fulfilled it. Christ came to complete it. He didn't do away with the, with the Pentecost, the first five books of the Bible. That was the law. He came and fulfilled the law. He said, let's finish this. Finish the work. Let's go down here and redeem them from their situations. Redeem them from the curse of sin and the curse of the law. So let's go down here and finish the work. But we need all of it in order to get to where we need to get to in God and to receive that divine power and the anointing and the authority to go forth and carry out the work that God has for each and every one of us to do. So he says, you will be witnesses after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will witness of me in Samaria, Judea, in the uttermost parts of the earth. You will go forth and tell the story of what? Who I am and what I stand for. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He then instructed them, take nothing for your journey. Sometimes God will send you somewhere and he say, just go. Don't take nothing, just go just like you are. And, and when the disciples, when he said, don't take nothing for your journey, not staves or staff, nor strip, neither bread, neither money, don't take any of that stuff with you, neither have two coats apiece. He said, this is so that you will totally depend upon God and nobody else. 
We have to depend upon God when we move forward in the things of God. I recall back in 1986, I and the members of the Morning Star Baptist Church had a van and we were going to the National Baptist Convention. And on the way there, when we got to Alexandria, Virginia, just as we crossed the state line, the van broke down. And there was about eight of us on the van and we were gone for the whole week. And I said, oh my goodness, the van broke down. And I picked up the cell phone and called the hotel there in Maryland because we were going to Maryland. And when I called the hotel, I told them that the van had broken down and, and we needed to get one of the other vans to come and pick up the people from the church that was going to the convention. And within 45 minutes, we had a van, loaded all of the people. We weren't worried about how it was going to do it. God did it himself. And, and I was standing there. And as I was standing there, this gentleman drove up driving a Mercedes Benz. And he said, young man, are you having problems with your vehicle? I said, yes, and I need to get it towed. He called a tow truck and carried it to the, to, to the service station where we had it fixed the next morning, which is a Monday morning. And, and he carried me to the hotel. I checked in, got me some supper and stayed because I had to get back to get the van the next morning. And the next morning he came and picked me up and took me to pick up the van and wouldn't take a dime from me. See how the Lord works? And in the process, I wasn't there to check in, so they gave my room away, of course. And when I got to the hotel to check in, I didn't have a room. And so the manager of the hotel came down and he said, sir, I heard about your problem and I heard about the situation involving the van and the breakdown and we're glad that you made it safely. He gave me the key to one of the master suites for the president. And, and I stayed in that suite for the whole week. Say God won't do it. He is just that kind of God. He will look out for you when you experience and go through hardship. When problems occur, trust him and he will deliver you. The story goes on and he tells them, take nothing for your journey. And then he says that they were totally to depend upon him by their faith. And he said, whatsoever house ye enter into, abide there. Stay there until you leave that village or town. He said, whatever they feed you, eat it. Wherever they let you lodge, stay there. Do not go from place to place. Stay in that one place till you finish your ministry and move on. Then he says, and whosoever will not receive you, because you've got those doubting Thomases out there. He said, when ye go out of the city, shake the very dust off of your feet. As a testimony, you know, don't let none of the particles from the city be on you. Leave it behind because it's a testimony against the fact that they would not receive Christ. And we've got that going on right now. People refuse Christ. They'll do everything and do anything. But the last thing on their mind is receiving Christ, coming to God's house, giving God some of their time, giving God some of their talent. People just refuse to do that. And we pray, Lord, bless our people. Let them wake up. Let them come to realize who they are. Let them awaken from sleep. Because the devil is on the rampage and he's doing everything in his power to destroy us as a people. But if we keep our faith and trust in Christ and keep telling people, keep witnessing of the goodness of God in your life and tell them, baby, you need to come to church. 
Baby, if you come and hear the word, you will get some strength. It'll strengthen you. It'll give you power. You'll be able to deal with the situations and circumstances that you run into and, and have happening in your life every single day of the week. Because the devil ain't going to stop attacking you. He ain't going to stop coming. See, he don't want you. He want the word of God inside of you. If I can shut him up or shut her up and get rid of the word, I'm going to be all right. But as we keep your faith and trust in God and keep reading that word and keep applying those principles to your life and keep speaking life to your situation, speaking life to the problems, speaking life to the sickness and disease. After a while, you're going to start feeling better. You're going to resurrect to deliverance and victory. And you can say, Lord, I thank you because you kept your promise. God is faithful to his word. He's faithful to his promise and he will not let you down. Verse number six, it says, and they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. The gospel of the kingdom of God, the word of life, the word of life gives you life as you hear it. It perks the spirit, man. It opens the heart and allow the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to go in and, and do surgery on you and change and cut out all of the evil and the vindictiveness and all of the ungodliness and, and, and then it sows it up and once the Holy Spirit sows you back up he puts love compassion, life hospitality appreciation, respect, humility humbleness, all of the fruits of the Spirit, long suffering everything is sold inside of you and you're able to be tolerant of all the things that you have to go through and deal with in life. God says I have did surgery on you now through the Holy Spirit and you belong to me. Yes. Goes on and tell them. He gives them life. And, and as they begin to receive the word and apply the principles to their lives, they begin to go out and work with others and minister to others. And after a while, you see miracles happen. You see the manifestings of the mighty power and work of God through those the hearers and those the workers of God doing the things that God has asked us to do. Healing begins to flow. Miracles begin to flow. The yoke of bondage is broken off of the people of God. Demons tremble and they have to flee at the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior. And victory and liberty manifest in the lives of God's people all over the universe. That's why we must preach the gospel. That's why we must continue to share the goodness of the kingdom of God and his goodness and blessings in our lives to those all around us. You may think they're not receiving it, but you just keep talking. Just keep telling them about the goodness of God. Ain't God good? What a mighty God I serve. You should come and join in because he's so strong and powerful. He protects and watches over me. He carries me and brings me safely. When the enemy would attack and come up against me, he is the one that does the governing, the guiding, and keeping me on the right and straight and narrow path that leads to eternal life. Harold heard about all this stuff that was going on and it began to trouble him. He, he became worried because somebody said, well, I believe John the Baptist done resurrected. Somebody else said, nah, I believe it was Elijah. He's come back. Harold said, well, I don't believe it was John because I know personally I beheaded him. And I don't believe it was Elijah. And somebody said, well, maybe it's one of the old prophets that have resurrected and now they're on the scene doing the work of Christ. And Harold said, 
I don't know about all that, but one thing I do know, I want to see who this man, I want to meet him because I have beheaded John and, and there's no one left that can do all of these things that, to my knowledge. So I want to know about this Christ fellow. I want to meet him and talk to him and find out where he gets all this power and authority from. I want to know how he's able to do these things because when I got rid of John, I thought it was all over and done with. But that was not the case because Christ kept working. That's why he, he, he gave authority and power to the disciples. And then he uh, uh, ordained them apostles to go forth and carry the message of the gospel and the kingdom of God from one generation to another generation. And we have it today, the same gospel that we have to take out and share it with the lost world and share it with our lost family members and our lost children and tell them about the goodness of Christ and the goodness of God and say, what must you do to be saved? He said, if you will confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead, he said, you will be saved. You will be delivered and set free. He said, go forth and preach and tell them. Let them know that it is I who gave my life on Calvary for their sins. It is I who went to the tree. It is I who went in the grave and stayed in there for three days. Went into hell and took the keys from Satan. Come back out with all power and authority in my hand. And I've given it to you to go forth and tell them the same thing. Receive me and receive life eternally. Put your faith and trust in me and everything is going to be all right. Sometimes you worry, but just know every single thing is going to be all right when you put your faith and trust in Christ. When you trust God, he will make it all right. And I know y'all heard that song. He'll make it all right. When you put your faith and trust in him and believe that he'll do what he said he'll do, he's going to make everything all right in your life. No matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're going through, keep your faith and trust in Christ, our Lord and Savior. You have been given power. You have been given authority against the enemy and all of his attacks. And all you have to do is apply the principles of the word of God and let him richly bless you and use you for his glory, for his honor, and, and go to heaven when you leave this world and have eternal life and the blessings of Christ in your heart and in your life eternally. May God bless you this morning. May heaven smile upon you. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Father, this morning we thank you. We praise you for this message. We thank you for your love and your grace. We thank you that you've given us power and authority over all of the attacks of the enemy to trample the serpents and scorpions and to walk into the blessings of Christ, to take the gospel of the kingdom and share it with the lost and dying world. And men will cry, I yield, I yield, what must I do to be saved? Father, we pray for lost souls that they would come to Christ, our Lord and Savior, in these last and evil days. We pray your covering of protection over this congregation and over all of the members of this house. Bless the children and bless their families and extended families. Bless their communities. Father, we just pray for lost souls and we just pray that you send labor of sin to go forth and share the message of the gospel that Christ would be risen. For he said, if you will go and lift me up, I will draw all men unto me. We praise you for this message. Let it go forth and accomplish the purpose for which thou hast sent it. We bless you. We pray you. We give you all glory and honor. And we ask it in Christ Yeshua, our anointed Messiah's mighty name. And for his name we all pray and say thank you. Is thy servant's prayer. And all God's people say it. Amen. amen and amen.